Hello and welcome to the Beyond Busy show. The show for building a balanced and productive life. I'm your host Shagal Sajid. In the last episode we started discussing about negotiation tactics mentioned in the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, a former FBI negotiator. In this episode we'll continue with our discussion and also I'll give you a brief recap of what all mentioned in the previous episode. The title Never Split the Difference is a no-brainer if you're serious about leveling up your negotiation skills. It is a well-received book in Goodreads and majority of the book is packed with the real-life scenarios and how the tactics work for the author during his time in FBI career as a high-stake negotiator. In the last episode I mentioned all tactics mentioned in this book can be categorized into three steps. It starts with setting up the environment then we'll start asking the right question and at the end we'll make the deal that's the three categories that we mentioned we already covered in depth how to set up the environment for an effective negotiation instead of making the negotiation an aggressive screaming competition the book suggests to take a bit of diplomatic approach the three tactics we can use here to achieve that is one active listening genuinely and actively listen to your counterpart which will make the counterpart feel it is a collaborative environment and will be much more comfortable agreeing to the reasonable offers and also on the other side being a listener has an advantage over being a speaker a speaker tend to provide more information more than what's necessary and listener likely to gain information and use it as his leverage second one is mirroring mirroring is like simply mirror the gestures of your counterpart or repeat the three sentences they are saying or once they have finished their story and finally we have tactical empathy in which we will label their emotion and will perform an accusation audit labeling the emotion we start a sentence by saying it feels like you're concerned it feels like you're upset or it looks like you're worried and accusation audit is when you bring up an issue that potentially be a problem to your client or to your counterpart So in that case you bring that issue at first so that the client feels you are actually well thought of the scenario and also he feels like you are considering all the scenarios from that person's perspective So once you're done with it this actually creates an environment where the negotiation will work more effectively because you are in an environment in which both parties feel comfortable Once we're done with the setting up the environment we'll start with the second group of tactics asking the right question It is true that we don't want to continue listening and nodding to your counterpart all the time at some point we need to drive this conversation into an actual negotiation the ultimate goal is to drive the conversation in a way the deals and options you were expecting should be suggested from your counterpart instead of you directly asking for it There are some simple rules the author suggested here which I'll point out. Here's the first tactic that you can try. When you're asking a question, always shape the question in a way that you will get a no response. I know it might seem odd, but there is two sides to it. Usually, no comes with an explanation. It's like, would you be willing to do that? And the response if it is a no, it'll be like, no because I have these these reasons. this will help the counterpart feel free to open up more and also when somebody says no they actually feels like in control the yes we require is the last and final yes which agreeing to the deals and options we provided 
Also, one of the psychology tips mentioned in this book is when people say yes more often, that means they are uncomfortable. And when they say no, they seem like really comfortable. The best example that I found from this book, and I'm really sorry, I really couldn't remember the exact sentence like how it was presented. But if I recall it correctly, there was an email campaign and like some of the questions were sent out as a campaign and the questions were like do you think the president should be resigned and the next question like do you think our country is in the worst shape because of the president and yeah because like obviously there are supporters for whatever the campaign they were doing and they received yes or oh, do you think the president should be resigned yes do you think our country is in the worst shape because of the president yes then comes the actual question would you be willing to provide your support for that and provide a donation for the same? It didn't got much of a positive response for the last question. Then they changed their strategy instead of they asking in that way. They actually shifted their question. They changed their questions in a way. It went as like, do you think our country is going into the glorious days considering the current situations playing out? And... Most of the time, the response were like, we have a lot of things going on and a lot of things going wrong. So they said no, and they had an explanation. And the second question was something like, would you be willing to let this president rule for another couple of years without your voice being heard? And the response always came as like, no, I can't just let this go like that. I'll use everything in my power to make sure my voice is heard, uh, the protest is heard and everything. And then they actually asked, like, if we are doing the fight for you, would you willing to support us for the same cause, something like that? It was a genius idea and they got much better positive results for the campaign. And also, like, there are some other scenarios. One of his students will actually start a call by asking a negative question, like, he'll call somebody and he'll be asking is it a bad time to talk so if the person is actually free and they are willing to talk they'll respond back saying no it's a good time we can actually have a talk what's going on i'm not sure how useful that particular scenario is but considering how how it was mentioned like starting with the no and how it is helping i think it's a really good idea that you can also implement that is the first tactic you can use Always go for no-oriented question. When you start with the no-oriented question, your counterpart feels in control and they will talk more, they will open up more, which will be really beneficial for you. And also similar to that, getting a that's right is really good and getting your right is really bad. I must say, I'm really confused how these words are used here, but as per what I'm understanding that, when you interact with your counterpart, don't make assumptions and do not advise so usually you will get a that's right when you paraphrase them your counterpart explained what is his need or what is their need so when you make a statement like okay as per my understanding this is what you need and this is what you're trying to achieve in that case the response usually is going to be that's right and also whenever you provide an option and they reject it you can shift in a way that you can keep on paraphrasing and that'll actually give you that's right so this is what you're trying to achieve and this is what you're looking to achieve they will respond back saying yeah that's right and your right is actually similar to somebody saying yes 
are like okay they're not interested in further but like also it's a bad sign you might be forcing some suggestions or you are trying to provide some advice but if you're getting it that's right it feels like you're trying to understand from your counterpart's perspective and also you are paraphrasing what your counterpart just said so that makes it more empathetic and also like your counterpart will be on your side and they are likely to agree for your reasonable offerings so that is the two important part that you need to avoid after these two things we have the key part of the negotiation calibrated question after you started asking questions will which is targeted for a no oriented question and also you are avoiding response that would give you your right and instead you are paraphrasing and you are not assuming things and you are making statements from their side and you're getting enough that's right now it's the time you can actually ask the calibrated questions and if you remember i mentioned that like the idea of asking the right question is to drive the negotiation in a way your counterpart will provide the solutions to your problem we use calibrated question to drive the negotiation in your track it might seem really complicated if you say like calibrated question and driving the negotiation it's really simple calibrated questions are really simple and it will be an open ended question that means it starts with what how when like that and it will be be asking for an action to your counterpart so that they have to respond and you're not making any assumptions here you are asking a question that tailored to that particular scenario so that your counterpart has to come up with another solution for the question you ask i have some of the examples like question what's the most important thing for you in this situation oh how can we get to a solution that works for both of us what concern do you have about can you tell me more about what you mean by this what would make this feel fair to you one of the benefits of calibrated questions are they will start speaking about that particular scenario which will reveal the actual stakes the actual concerns the actual solution your counterpart might agree to the key thing to remember is that do not ask why questions for example you can ask what concerns do you have but do not ask why would you be concerned about it because why questions are always accusatory you should never ask why questions during a negotiation always stick with the how when and what so it's simple as that you ask repeated calibrated questions the actual stakes will be revealed during a conversation so that you can drive in a way that leads to the actual offers you were expecting again always remember listeners are in control when you let the counterpart speak more that means you really have a hand on this negotiation the last key thing to remember in asking the right question the second group is bite your tongue even though you're trying to have a diplomatic negotiation it's really likely that your counterpart might not be there's a chance we might face verbal attacks so when you're attacked in a negotiation if your counterpart is verbally attacking you during a negotiation do not respond back immediately pause and avoid angry emotional reactions instead ask your counterpart 
a calibrated question. For example, it seems you are really upset about this. What all the concern do you think we should address at this point? Eventually, the situation will de-escalate and you can continue with your negotiation. So that is pretty much the second group. Asking the right question. Always go for no-oriented question. And also do not make suggestions. Always paraphrase. And ask the calibrated questions. Use what, when and how. Do not use why questions because these are accusatory. And if your counterpart is verbally attacking you, hold your tongue and return back with the calibrated question. Including yesterday's topic, you will start a negotiation by active listening, then mirroring your counterpart and labeling their emotion. And then you start asking the right question, which is oriented towards no. And you're paraphrasing that's oriented towards that's right. You will be paraphrasing instead of making suggestions and at the end, calibrated questions. So that should build up the negotiation where you have the control. And also we have one more point, which is the last and final one, which is called making the deal. I was trying to make this episode short as possible. So I'll try to include that in the next episode. If you're really serious about leveling up your negotiation skill, I highly recommend you go through this book. If you prefer the blog version of this podcast, where I have actually provided all the structures and with a quick glance, you can actually get all the contents that I explain in this podcast. If you prefer that, you can go to shagalsajid.com slash tbbs slash 3. That is shagalsajid.com slash tbbs slash 3. TBBS for the Beyond Busy Show 3 for the third episode. As always, stay tuned for the upcoming episodes and thanks for listening.